Welcome, everybody, to episode four of the Maple Ridge Macedons podcast. I would like to start off by thanking everybody for keeping the uh, the tweets going, for showing love on Twitter at Maple Macedons. Um, you know, all the retweets, the likes, the comments, it means a lot. It helps spread the word. It helps spread the, uh, the podcast, brings more listeners, more eyes, not only to our team, your, you know, to the team, but you guys also help us by spreading information about the league itself, the TJHL, the James Hockey League. So I would like to thank everybody. For the new listeners that are just tuning in today, this is episode four. It was recorded today, November 13, 2020. The only thing I would like to suggest is go back, go back to episode one. At least you'll be... Uh, up to date on everything that we've been doing, the changes that have taken place from day one till now. Uh, but then again, thanks again for uh, checking us out. So, we are two weeks into the season. Our record is horrible. I can't speak if this is the worst start we've had to date. Um, I don't have that information in front of me. But at, right now, at 11 games, Maple Ridge Macedons are at two wins, eight losses, one tie. We've scored 28 goals. We have 45 goals against. That puts us at a negative 17, right? That's a minus 17 for goal difference. Um, we have five points. That is the lowest. We have. We are the lowest uh, team in points in our conference, in our division. Our last 10 games, you're looking at a 2-7-1. On our uh, one-game losing, right? We start. We're starting the losing streak again. Um, well, things aren't looking good. Last night we ended up playing against Mount Pro Rock, who in their division are at the bottom of their uh, leaderboard. They too are four, six, and zero. Oh. They have eight points. They're, you know, they're tied with Albany Valley Wolves, who we are trying to surpass. It was a hard-fought game. We'll be talking about that later on into the podcast. For um, for any news on how the league is going, you know, once again, keep uh, keep following us on Twitter at the Maple Macedons. You know, follow the other teams, Halifax, and uh, all the other great teams, or check us out at the James Hockey League or TJHL. That's right, everybody. So. Before we get too far along uh, and I start running down last night's uh, game and I start explaining what has happened, the latest trade to come out of Maple Ridge, I just wanted to sum up what our season has been like. You know, in the 11 games, it's always hard to say, oh, in 11 games, still started the season. This is what the season is. You know, how can you sum it up? One word, you right? You go on social media, you could do a meme, you could put a GIF. Well, guys, on the podcast, it's pretty hard to do, right? I can't post a meme, can't show you a funny expression. So I'm just going to sum it up. Let me know for those listeners. And as I read you the stats later on throughout the podcast, you could come back and say, you know what? Yeah, he got it right. Or maybe you're going to disagree, right? But just to sum it up, Maple Ridge... Macedon's start to season 41, two weeks in. Here we go, we're gonna sum it up right now. That's right guys, that's to sum it up. Maple Ridge, we're taking a shit. 
they have literally taken a shit. You can't get worse than how we are. This is by far the worst start that I can recall. All right, so here you have it, Maple Ridge Macedons. Well, that's right, everybody. As I just mentioned, our season, season 41 for the Maple Ridge Macedons has officially hit the shitter. We started recording this podcast episode, episode four, back on November 11th. Today it is November 18th. Uh, we're gonna get back on, uh, back onto, like back on track actually, and uh, continue going with uh, what originally we had planned to talk about. Clearly, now a week has passed. More stuff has happened, and more stuff to talk about. But just gonna state it again: Maple Ridge Mastons need to turn this season around. We are the worst in our division, in our conference. We're, uh, we're uh, currently, to date, we are at a three-game losing streak. Our last 10 games are 3-7, and seven, holding at 9 points. We have a winning percentage of .265. Uh, I mean, honestly, there's not much we could talk about that's in a positive light. We... We have four wins, 12 losses, one tie. We are at a negative 20 on goal difference. The only bright side is some, I mean, I guess I could say some of our young talent has clicked. Uh, Jerry Kopak, a 23-year-old uh, center that we did pick up off of uh, waivers. You know, he seemed to have been uh, clicking on the third line. Um then again, I mean, what else is there really to to say? He's a 23-year-old, six feet two inches, 171 pounds. He's uh, he's been brought in on the third line when Mark Andre Gar. It was well, it was pretty obvious that he wasn't working out. Um, he well, from last season, the guy didn't cut it anymore. He was benched. We also had to bench uh, Will Hickey at this point. Uh, for those of you that are curious, head over to the TJHL website, the James Hockey League website. Uh, look up Maple Ridge Mastodons. You can actually go and check every one of our players' uh, stats just so you know who's really our go-to guys. Will Hickey, for the past couple seasons, has always been our go-to center. He always balanced out um, our uh, our starting uh, center, Jolson Cole who uh, would play on the first line. Will Hickey would always be on the second line. And between these two, these two guys would alternate. You know, one would go first line, the other one would be bumped back down to second. Because depending who we were playing against, one or the other of those two centermen was the better one, right? One had better face-off against a certain team. And this is, again, looking at the numbers, looking at the stats. Um, Will Hickey, for the most part, was being benched this season. We uh, we started off not wanting to bench him, but we just seen uh, the boost of guys from last season, right? We had uh, Mark Andre Gar, we have uh, um, uh, Jolson Cole, we had Will Hickey, we have Nicholas Hutchinson, and that you know that's a lot of centers that we could be running. Hickey sadly was put on the back burner. Uh, Hutchinson was uh, put on uh, the second line. Uh, we had Cole on the, the first, 
Marc-Andre Gar was uh, running the third. And we've noticed Gar, for the first few games, wasn't doing anything. Uh, we decided to bench him. Will Hickey came back into the, the limelight. He, put, he was put back into the roster, back onto the lines. Um, originally, we wanted to play him third line. But then again, a guy at his caliber, we decided to put him back into the second line. You know, originally, this is where he belongs, right? You wouldn't put a talented player like Will Hickey on anything else other than the second line. Clearly, Cole has the first line center spot locked down. Hickey came, comes on second line. And look, the numbers speak for themselves, right? We have, you know, I mean, the guy has 15 games played and he already has 11 points put up. He has six goals, five assists, 11 points for uh, 39 shots, averaging about 17 minutes and 27 seconds. Okay. Uh, again, 15 games, 11 points. And this is a guy that hasn't even started wasn't even starting at the start of the season who knows if maybe we put him in day one game one if our luck would have been different it's hard to say but you know what i'm glad that the administration woke up i'm glad the coaching staff woke up and realized we cannot let talent like will hickey go and uh, that's it so he's back in the limelight he's back into his official spot we have uh, banked on 23-year-old Jerry Kopak. Like I said, we claimed them off waivers. A young kid. Uh, originally, we wanted to run him as a, uh, you know, as an extra attacker. But at 23 years old, he's looking at five points in 17 games. He's um, four goals, one assist, five points, um, zero on the plus and minus zero in the penalty box zero fights uh 15 shots 17 games but he averages about six minutes and five seconds in those games so that's what i'm saying in the beginning this guy was being put on as an extra attacker but realistically speaking he has played maybe a handful of games 10 games if i could honestly say maybe he played an official 10 games in those 10 games he has a he averages about well no sorry I want to say in those 17 games he averaged a 56.3 percent uh, on the faceoff you know and then again this is a 23 year old kid so we took a chance on him it seems to be paying off we know Hutchinson uh, comes in with higher talent 29 years old you know we could argue that he is the you know he has more of a veteran experience Hutchinson at the moment has 17 games. Uh, four points, minus seven on the plus and negatives, two minutes of penalties, 35 shots, and averages about 15 minutes and 46 seconds in 17 games. Hutchinson, uh, what we did was we put him on as an extra attacker, right? It's uh, it's a tricky situation. Um, you know, Maple Ridge, we're, we're trying to band-aid as many... Um, as many problem areas as we could at once um it's it's hard we started the season without a goalie as as it's been stated before i mean we have uh michael lafayette we have tyler scar alphonse Servi. um for those of you that just noticed i said three names uh landers was uh well, you know, we lost all faith in him. Uh, he 
he wasn't performing to last season's uh, standards. He hasn't stepped up his game during the offseason, during preseason. So he's been regulated down to our farm, uh, our farm team. And even at that, his days are somewhat numbered. Even in the farm, I understand he isn't, uh, he's, he isn't performing. So we got Tyler Scar, 23 years old, Mikael Lafayette at 27 years old, and Alphonse Servi at 27 years old. Uh, Alphonse Servi was traded to us, well, traded to us. We, he was a trade that we took, that we took place last season, season 40 from Halifax. He came in with 13 games played, 11 wins, one loss. Um, last season, 10 games with Maple Ridge. He, he's credited for four losses and, uh, that's it. Uh, this season, three games, three losses. He's been put back on the, the bench. He's the, uh, he isn't someone that the administration is happy about. He isn't someone that the fans are are excited to see. Um, Lafayette has been given the push. Lafayette is the official starter. It's safe to say Tyler Scar is playing backup. But the Maple Ridge Macedon's quest to bring in a proven starting goalie is still going on. From the last time in uh, episode 3 that we talked about it, until this very moment, the uh, the administration has pursued certain teams into bringing uh, a starting goalie. As far as going back to Halifax, the Halifax Hooligans, if you might have recalled, we did a trade for them where we sent them Norm Ritola. Norm was playing with uh, Halifax and uh, there was talk between the, the general managers, between uh, players even. That Norm was back on the training block, would have been being sent back to Halifax, uh, to Maple Ridge from Halifax, and Halifax was looking to bring back Alphonse Servi. There, there stands a point when, if you look at their numbers, right, Maple Ridge had Norm in season 39. He played 39, uh, 39 games, put up 24 wins, 9 losses, 3 ties back in season 39. In season 40, out of 22 games, he had nine wins, nine losses, one tie. Right? We traded him to Halifax when Survey was put up on the market. We've seen his 11 wins, one loss. Um, we felt that's what we needed. We assumed age wise, very similar, skill wise, very similar. We just assumed that Survey would have been a good fit for Maple Ridge. Um, it really didn't work out. Norm Ritola went to Halifax in seven games, put up five wins, two losses in season 40. Um, season 41, out of 12 games, he has eight victories, four losses, with a save percentage of 916. Nine, well, 0.916. So when it was being mentioned, we would have done a swap back survey for Norm Ritola. The only thing that was really preventing us was talking to the guys in the locker room, talking to the uh, the coaching staff. It was something that was tried, proven, fine. But he didn't bring us. Season 40, he he wasn't clicking. It wasn't his season 39 uh, stats, victories mostly, that we were looking for. So when, you know, I mean, we were kind of excited to bring him back in because it's something that we known about. We know him. We know how he's capable of playing. And we felt with the team that we have, it would be a good fit in front of him, right? 
And, you know, Alphonse Servi, as glad as, as happy as we are to have him on our team, it's clearly a player that doesn't fit into the Maple Ridge Mastodon's uh, style of play. Maybe he was a better fit for the Halifax Hooligans. Maybe it's a chemistry issue. Or maybe, I don't know what to tell you, like, Survey, we were just, it's sad to say, but we were happy to finally have a team interested in him to trade him off. Norm Ritala, you know, it, he wasn't the starting goalie that ideally we're searching for, but seeing our current situation where we can't get a starter for the, for the life of us, and those goalies that we have can't put up more than one victory every week, you know, we thought, okay, well, we'll do a swap back and forth. Well, it was announced... Um, a couple of days ago, no, it was announced yesterday, Tuesday, November 17th, that Halifax Hooligans are, are trading Al O'Callaghan, Norm Ritala, and Ricard Tasplokov to Strud Outlaws for Joni Trebek. Now, that was kind of a blow. We were still interested in Norm Ritala. We've expressed interest into the Halifax Hooligans. The only situation was the Halifax Hooligans wanted more from us we uh, weren't comfortable putting up their asking price we weren't comfortable matching it we tried to negotiate it seemed uh, the trade talks were stalling and uh, for a couple days we haven't heard from them until yesterday where you know we logged into the uh well, logged in. we went on to the tjhl website and uh, it was right there in uh, on the front page so norm retailer has been traded from halifax to strut uh, that kind of shoots any trade talks we had uh, going. It, they're dead in the water. Unless Strud, I mean, if Strud's, you know, they're not happy with uh, the way the trade played out, we'll gladly pick up Norm Ritala off of them, trade them Alphonse Servi if they are interested. And the only reason, again, I feel that Maple Ridge is still interested, in, well, they're interested in Norm, is because... As often as we approached other teams, as often as we mentioned that Maple Ridge is looking for a goalie, there has been no chatter back. There has been no uh, no other teams reaching out to us mentioning, hey, you know, a trade could be done. Or, you know, like, would you be interested in such a such player? So, as things stand, Lafayette is the official starter. We got Tyler Scar playing backup, Alphonse Servi is uh, expected to be remaining on the bench. And uh, let's hope, you know, let's hope things turn around as the season progresses. You know, goalies are going to start getting fatigued. Uh, general managers that are being positioned for making a playoff run, for cup runs, you know, maybe they are going to be looking to bring in some extra talent. And uh, Fonse Servi is for sure, for sure, for sure, as the day is sunny and night is dark, for sure, Alphonse Servi could be had by any team at the moment, and the asking price isn't that high. All right, guys, before we get into the nitty gritty of uh, what's been taking place, uh, score wise, game wise, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of um, the past. History uh, taking place. I won't. I don't really want to say history, but what's really been taking place uh, in the past couple of weeks on uh, team-wise, right? 
Um, for those that for those of you that haven't noticed, Sunday, November 8, 2020, we brought in uh, a new farm goalie, Greg De- Dennis. Right, Greg Danis, Danis, D-A-N-I-S, Danis. Well, we brought him in uh, to help uh, again, even there in the farm. He's our farm goalie. Um, even in the farm, we're having an issue with the goalies. Right, we we can't catch a break either farm or pro. We can't catch a break. He's playing farm goalie. Uh, you know, look, he played season thirty-nine, season forty. He was nowhere to be seen. But then in season 41, we offered him uh, a contract. The guy came in. He's uh, playing backup goalie. All right. To Kerry Prout, 28 years, uh, 20 years old, Kerry Prout. So for then, for those of you, again, Greg Danis was brought in November 8, 2020, was placed on the waivers. Tuesday, November 10th, Greg Danis has cleared waivers. So now he's officially on our farm team. As well on that date, if you've uh, checked the, the website, if you uh, follow Twitter, you would have noticed that the Ikuluk Polar Bears did a trade for Jan Ben Betio and Fern Fujimoto to the Maple Ridge Mastodons for Russland Carvit. Russland Carvit is a solid right winger at uh, 33 years old, put up uh, 30 points in season 40, 50 points in season 39. Sadly, in season 41, we had much younger talent that we wanted to get on the ice. And uh, Carvet, uh, unfortunately, was, um, was, again, put on the back burner. Like many of our veteran players, uh, Will Hickey, uh, Willie Paris, uh, those are two other guys, veterans. You know, look up their stats. Sasha Montgomery, another right winger. These are the guys. You look up their stats, and they are... The go-to guys for the past couple seasons that ha- that have led our team either to victories or that put up uh, an extraordinary amount of points. But sadly, again, this is turning into a young man's league, and we want to bank on the young talent, bank on the youth. So Russell Carvet, unfortunately, wasn't going to be getting any ice time, and we completed a trade with Ikuluk that seen a 18-year-old right winger to come in, who's again. You know, uh, sorry, at 19 years old. You know, this is a guy that you're going to build up on, right? We're planning to build him and uh, develop him. Fern Fujimoto, uh, a bit older. He's 27 years old. Uh, plays on our farm. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, we were mostly interested in Yan uh, Betio, to be quite honest. Fujimoto is going to help come in on the farm as a right winger and um, at least help alternate some of the, the positions there. So... You know, that's, well, that's pretty much that. Uh, Russell Carvet had a really good run with us. We uh, we wish him all the best. We hope he works out for the Ikuluk Polar Bears. And uh, that's it. We look forward to playing him in our next match. Friday, November 13, 2020. Orgy Lander, right? As I mentioned before, Orgy Lander's now, he was sent to our farm. Orgy Lander's, November 13th, was put on waivers. Okay, he cleared November 15th. So now he's officially playing as a uh, as a goalie on the farm team. Saturday, November 14th of 2020, the Maple Ridge Mastodons trade Marc-Andre Gar, Stephen Moe, and Maple Ridge's season 44 fifth-round draft pick to the Flin Flon Flim Flamers for Antoine Halward. Um, this is something that I mentioned before. Marc-Andre Gar did extremely well for us. Uh, 
but the season wasn't cutting it, wasn't finding uh, the appropriate ice time, really didn't have much of a future with the Maple Ridge Mastodons, and rather to have him sit on the bench rather than have an angry player, we decided to pursue a trade. Um, Flynn Flan, always happy to be getting any trades. They were extremely interested in Marc-Andre Gar, as that he's a former player of the Flynn Flan Flamers. Flynn Flamers, just as Stephen Moyes, right? We picked him up last season, and pretty much it's one of those, uh, we, you know, we brought him in last season, we're going to flip him back to you. Um... You know, both guys did extremely well with us. Uh, In season 40, out of 43 games, Marc-Andre Gar racked up 23 points. Unfortunately, this season, we weren't willing to uh, to try him out. We wanted to, again, as I've said many times, want to use some young talent. Steven Moe, left winger, came to us from Flin Flon. In season 40, 43 games, 22 points. An extreme... You know, extremely helpful, extremely competent, a go-to, right? 43 games, 22 points with us. In Flin Flon, he had 13 games, 10 points. Out of 56 games, the guy put up 32 points. Unfortunately, again, he's a, he's a bit up there in age at 33 years old. We wanted to capitalize on the youth. And we decided that would have been in our best interest to trade them off rather than eating the salary and having them just be as bench warmers right we bring in Antoine Howard who even at his age at 33 years old has decent decent skill and he's a point producer up in Flin Flon who last season in season 40 out of 20 games put up 11 points this season, out of 13 games with Flin Flon in season 41, he played 13 games, had 11 points, right? 11 points in 13 games with Flin Flon. Um, he's been playing with uh, Maple Ridge Mastodons for four games now. Unfortunately, it hasn't really worked out. Um, maybe he's not meshing well yet with his lines. We're probably going to have to see if we could change his lines up a bit. But in four games, zero points minus four uh, on the plus minus two minutes in the penalty box two shots um 22 checks given 21 checks avoided hopefully he's gonna get back to putting up points because clearly we see that in flin flon in 13 games he put up 11 points in t- averaging about 20 minutes in uh, maple ridge he's averaging about 16 minutes maybe it's a question of the, those extra minutes on the ice or it could be a whole chemistry issue um you know, minus four. Oof, those are. I don't know if that's something we should be uh, too uh, too interested in, or to you know to look uh, to look at it more carefully. But clearly, minus four. You're not putting up any points. Um, at least not with our team. Maybe we should alter his line a bit, change it up a bit. Uh, he's currently playing on the third line. He comes in as our sixth defender. He just edged out uh, Chance Fontas. Right, another veteran of the sport, a veteran defender. Who knows? Maybe we could try to pair up Al uh, Antoine Howard with uh, Chance Fontas. Uh, that's another thing to consider. Um, so that's really the most recent activity that's happened with um, with the league. Uh, well, with our team within the league. Um, you know, looking back, like I've mentioned at the start of the 
well, the the episode, we have four wins, right? We're at four wins, twelve losses, one tie. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty sad, sad on our end, and it's not for the it's not for the lack of saying that we're not trying. Everybody in the office is trying. We're trying to come up with different ways that this could work out. We, you know, we're alternating between four lines, three lines. Do we, you know, and then it's trying to find the chemistry. Is it, you know, the third line that's not meshing well? So we see that, oh, the second line's working. So we'll bring down the guys. We move the guys around. Try to capitalize on this talent because clearly we have talent on the team. And most of these players are the guys that we've had the past couple of seasons with us and we know that they could put up points so it's just a curious situation that we're in we have no goalie well i mean we have goalies but we don't have um a goalie capable of being a starter with us and then the talent that we have in the front it's it leaves most of our fans wondering are they even that good are they good enough to play for maple ridge but league wise are they even good um I know we've reached out to uh, to the Ottawa Capitals. Um, you know, you might see it that we, uh, you know, I like to we like to tease them quite often on Twitter. Uh, we throw a lot a lot of jabs their way at the Ottawa Capitals. But truth be told, they are a former Maple Cup champions, just like we are. And the past couple seasons, they've gone a lot further into the uh, into the playoffs than we have. You know, we now we're going from winning the cup. Losing in the semifinals, losing in the quarterfinals, and now we can't even get out of the first round. Last season, we got swept in the first round. At least Ottawa is still going to those semis, the quarters and the semis. So Ottawa is willing to entertain some trade talks. Um, but then again, this is a you know this is a team with better talent. Their asking prices are a lot higher than what we're, I guess, we feel comfortable to, to commit to. And uh, that's the situation we're in. But clearly, Maple Ridge has a lot of issues, right? If you follow the websites, if you're following the Twitter accounts, if you follow the games and you have some opinion, you know, and you want to reach out to us, drop us a Twitter uh, comment, drop us a tweet at Maple Mastodons, right? On Twitter, you could tell us, hey, why don't you consider so-and-so, right? From whatever team. And, you know, it, it might open the eyes to whoever's in the office. Ideally, last season, we had a lot of talent. We had uh, Johnny Bergloff that we ended up trading to uh, to uh, Halifax. We had Jody Damore, uh, another top talent of our defender, who we ended up trading to Winnipeg. What that did was it opened up two defender spots. And, we, and it wasn't that we were trading... Oh, a, a third line defender, fifth or a sixth defender overall. We traded our first line, first defender, Johnny Bergeloff. And then we ended up trading our second line, third overall defender, Jody Damore. So we traded away two top defenders in the same season within a couple of days without really finding replacements. So that just left a hole. We finished the season... Uh, we weren't heading into, we knew we weren't going to be heading into the playoff strong. We barely sneaked in on the eighth seed. Then we worked our way up to the seventh seed and we barely hung on to that. Um, so that was the whole point of trading them off was just capitalize on their value. Let's bring in some young, young talent like we did with uh, Dana Bois. Um, sadly, we didn't plan to the future. 
right? We trade off two top talents. Yes, we got some good returns, but it wasn't enough to fill those gaps, fill those holes. So this season, that's seen us bring in Renberg, who has been working out. So that's at least one spot filled. But then, you know, when we're looking at fifth, sixth defenders overall, and, you know, these are guys that are, I mean, wow, I, I don't know how to say this. I think they would be better suited to be playing on the farm than on a pro team like ours. So, yes, we have a hole on our defense. We have actually two holes on the defense, two spots that need to be band-aid. Um, we have a goalie situation. That's why we've, we've been playing Tyler Scar. We're playing Lafayette. We're doubling down on these two guys until we could track down a goalie that's, you know, to our to our liking. Uh, the forward situation. A lot of uh, the guys that brought us to the to the limelight, that brought us to the to the dance, if you will, are now being benched. Like Sasha Montgomery, Russell Carvin, Will Hickey, for the most part, was being benched. Uh, Willie Paris benched. You know, the only time these guys get any ice time whatsoever is when we play a four-line system. And these guys come in on the fourth line. Again, you could say, well, you know, you're putting good talent on the fourth line. Maybe they'll face off against other teams' weaker lines. Could be. Could be. If we're lucky enough. But then again, we've been playing a four-line system in, what, four games? Uh, Willie Paris hasn't done anything. Uh, Sasha Montgomery has put one point up. But then again, is it worth taking either of those guys off the fourth line, putting them into a three-line system when we got guys like, well, Butcher, right? Chaplain or Flackenberg or any other the guys that are currently there. Those are guys that have put up a lot of points and are the future of Maple Ridge. And I think this is the the split if you look in the, the, uh, the roster into the lines and it might be the split between coach and general manager where we aren't certain where are we headed are we gonna run a young team do we want to build a young team you know we're holding on to both we're holding on to our veterans we're holding on to the young talent and then in between it's a it's a mix right we have veterans on one line we have the young talent on the second line not necessarily in that order i'm just using this as an example but we're using young old or veterans if you will but there's not a good mesh right so we are trying to trade off older talent our veteran talent to bring in some young talent but then the young talent that's being put on ice that's being put on the lines aren't proven and you know for that fact alone maybe this is why we're worse than our conference the worst team in our conference that's why we're four and twelve or four and eleven or whatever it is um we haven't we don't have an identity we seem to be a team that we're trying to play the older guys we're trying to play the younger guys we're trying to give equal ice time or we're trying to run a line just for sake of saying well we don't want our veteran guys that got us to the dance to just sit it out right so i think that's the whole reason that we're playing four lines it's just to say oh we're using everybody maybe what maple ridge should do actually is scrap the fourth line look at the third line see who's even see who's even playing right who is on the third line who is on the second line and maybe it's time to 
bring in the veteran experience, like the Sasha Montgomery's and the Willie Perry's, if you will, and put them back into the lines, right? That's a right winger and a left winger, all right? Okay, we got Jean-Yves Chartier. We got Le- Lyndon Flackenberg as our left wingers. We got Doug Camp Campbell. Camp Camp Deli, man, sorry about that, guys. You figured I would know their names a lot better. But then again, those are three guys, 39 years old, 29, and 25. Willie Puriz at 34 years old, with the talent that he has, is being regulated to the fourth line, if not benched, just based on age alone, right? Maybe we should consider taking out a third line, uh, our third line left winger, bring in Will Puriz. Let's see what he got. Same thing with the right line, or, uh, the right wingers. We got Hillard Butcher, Petrus Chablain, Lindy, Lindy Matters. Lindy Matters is the guy that we brought in from Flin Flon. He's currently 27 years old, 6'1", 176 pounds. We brought him in last season to plug the hole that we were finding on the right wing, right? Uh, last season, played 13 games with Flin Flon, uh, season 40. 13 games, 8 goals, 3 assists, 11 points, 47 shots, averages, he averaged 19 minutes and 6 seconds. Last season, 43 games played with Maple Ridge Mastodons, 16 goals, 8 assists, 24 points, 110 shots in 21 minutes and 1 second, average ice time, right? So again, Lindsay Matters stepped up. We've pushed him with the new restructuring of the of the team. We pushed him up to the first line uh, this season. Forty one. He has seventeen games, six six goals, three assists, nine points, minus two on the plus minus. Ten minutes of penalties, forty six shots, averages about nineteen minutes, fourteen sec uh, fourteen seconds. So we got Lindsay Matters on the first. We got Butcher on the second, and then you got Patrice Chaplain that we alternate between second and third with Butcher. Currently, Patrice Chaplain is on the second. Butcher is currently sitting at the third uh, spot on the third line right winger. Maybe we should consider benching these guys, putting the veteran experience in, and let's see what happens, right? You got Sasha Sasha Montgomery, 32 years old, 6'2", 193 pounds. A, A talented, still young player. But the thing with Sasha Montgomery, if you if you see last season, the moment Lindsay Matters came in, the dream for Sasha Montgomery was over. We had Carvet, we had Patrice Chablain, we had Butcher, right? We had Sasha Montgomery. So the Sasha Montgomery experience was done for last season. Played 29 games, two goals, one assist, three points. Averaged about seven minutes in 29 games. Last season. This season, eight games, one goal, one point, uh, averaged nine minutes, five shots. Uh, it seems that already as last season, we made up our mind that uh, the whole experiment with Sasha Montgomery was over. Sadly, the guy is still on our team. He's still active, wants to play. We should consider trading him. Uh, I'm not quite sure why we hold on to Sasha Montgomery. It's just, I guess, for the sake of saying he's still there or we're scared in case someone else can't perform, that we could just fill in the spot. Same thing goes with Willie Perez. I'm sure, at 34 years old, the guy 
is still a talented, a talented, skilled player. I'm sure he could find a home on any team. Realistically speaking, any team would probably want to have him just as a extra attacker for the most part. You know, then again, depending which team you're talking about. But we have him benched. We have him, you know, regulated to the fourth line. And this is a guy that for the last four seasons or three seasons, he was putting up high 40 points. You know, he was close to the 45s, the 39, 42. Uh, it sucks to see it. I don't understand what the split is in the locker room. If it's the coaches, if it's the general manager. But, you know, we have, it seems we have issues from A to Z, right? I, I mentioned the uh, the goalie situation at one point. It's clear, you know, it's clear that the goalies aren't our only problem, right? We have, uh, we seem to have a crisis up in the front. Um, you know, like I said, our third line centerman. If it was Hutchinson, it's pretty sad to say when a, a third line or a second line center is putting up four points in 17 games. You know, it should be a lot higher than that, right? You got uh, Josen Cole, our number one centerman, who's played a total of 17 games, has seven points. Uh, sorry, uh, 12 points in 17 games. Uh, you know, you, you figure that guy's averaging about 17 minutes. That's pretty good, right? But Marc-Andre Gar was the first step. We traded him. Steven Mole, we traded him. Carvet, traded. I feel if we're not looking to win, we're not looking to use this talent, we should trade him off and save ourselves the salaries and consider doing it because every game that we're going out the door, these guys are sitting on the bench. They're just costing us money, right? They, they add into our game day salary. Just to show up, sit on the bench, and that's it. Might as well trade them off, pick up a fourth round draft pick, a fifth round draft pick here and there, save ourselves some money, so therefore our game day salary drops, and you know we're gonna use those draft picks to down the road at some point, or we could use them even as a trade to get that player that we extremely want. So there's a lot to talk about as far as the team goes. Again, I I urge all our listeners. Go on the TJHL website, the James Hockey League website. Search for it on Google. Look under teams. Find the Maple Ridge Mastodons. You could check. You'll see the farm, the juniors, every guy that's associated with the team. You could check them out one by one. Let us know. Let us know if you think we should be playing someone. Let us know if you think we should be bringing players up from the farm and using them up on the pro, on our pro line. I'm extremely curious what the listeners even have to say. So don't be shy. Go on Twitter. You know, reach out to us at Maple Macedons. Let us know what you think. Sadly, uh, there's no, you know, if you found that was depressing. I'm just going to give you guys a fast rundown of what happened since day seven. Day seven was Sunday, November 8th of 2020. The Maple Ridge Macedons lost to the Mount Pro Rock 5-2, uh, 5-3. Monday, November 9, 2020. Once again, the Maple Ridge Mastodons. Three, Tilt Cove. Five. Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. Maple Ridge Mastodons faced off against the Toronto Terminators. We got swept. Six to nothing. Six zero by Toronto. Wednesday, November 11th. Uh, Remembrance Day. We got a break. We ended up playing Moose Jaw Buccaneers, who 
even they are having a tough season. They've been struggling for the past two to three seasons. They've been struggling. Uh, we ended up breaking that uh, losing record. We put up a 5-2 victory in an extremely important game because we really did need to, to close out you know, uh, that losing streak. It's bad for morale. A lot of guys were being reported, uh, were reportedly to be on a cold streak. We just needed to snap it, right? So, uh, November 11th, we picked up a win off of Moose Jaw, 5-2. Follow that. Thursday, November 12th, Maple Ridge. Again, we're riding high. Played Mount Pearl Rock. Ended up losing 3-2. Right? We lose 3-2. November 12th. November 13th. We played against Flin Flon. You know, we trade a lot of players with them. Last season, we had a good amount of trades done with this team. Uh, we ended up losing 7-3. Moving along, November 14th, Saturday, November 14th, we played Ikaluk Polar Bears. Maple Ridge Mastodon, 6. Ikaluk Polar Bears, 4. That was a good day for Maple Ridge. To be honest, we needed this win just as I we needed all the other wins. Uh, Jerry Kopak picks up the second uh, second star. Sasha Montgomery was third star. Um, it was a pretty pretty active game. Not many on the penalties. About four penalties in all. Two for the Kaluk Polar Bears. Two for Maple Ridge. We averaged over 33 shots. Um, you know, it was it was always it's always nice to see six four 30 something shots. The low penalties. We got a power play goal. Our first goal in the first period that day was Cole. Power play goal with assist by Renberg. Uh, Hickey, Flackenberg, right? Hickey scores. Flackenberg with assist. Uh, Jerry Kopak in the first period at the 20th minute scores. Jerry Kopak assisted by Pickett's. You move to the second period. No goals. Third period. Maple Ridge closed the, the period off with uh, Butcher, assisted by Campanelli and Bois. Sasha Montgomery scores, assisted by Kopak and Rushlick. And to finish it off at the 19th minute and 24 seconds, Lindy Matter scores an empty net goal, assisted by Bois. Dana Bois. Uh, like I said, it's always nice. You know, you, you head into the Saturday. Saturday morning, that was our 12 o'clock game. And... Uh, Picked up an important victory. Saturday at night, we had the, the night off, got to relax, took it easy. We've had a pretty active schedule. So Sunday night, uh, Saturday night, it was nice just to be at home, uh, to take it easy at the hotels. Sunday, November 15, 2020. Again, Maple Ridge plays a strong offensive game against the Camaloops Knights. Maple Ridge 5, Camaloops 0. This was an impressive game. Very low shots, okay? We picked up 33 shots in total to, um, to uh, Kamloops' 18 shots. So it was an important game for us. A change of the tide. This would have been our second victory within two days. Lindy Matters, again, started off the scores. Dina Bois assist, Chancey assist. Right, Flackenberg a goal, power play goal, assisted by Bois and by Rushlick. Jerry Kopak picked up a another goal, unassisted. Dunk Gronsdale picks up a goal. Chantier picks up a goal. This was an impressive game. We honestly assumed that this was the turning tide 
of our season. Second victory back-to-back. Zero penalties. You know, we took 20 shots in the first period. Nine shots in the second period. Four shots in the third period. Uh, We honestly assumed that this was the turning tide. Sadly, no, it wasn't. Um, We would, you know, we would lose the following game. But... It was an impressive game because then again, we had Mikel Lafayette in net, 18 shots. He picks up a shutout. We've, you know, Jerry Kopak, again, very excited to be playing him. Uh, this was our four line system, okay? Because if you notice, I mentioned Hutchinson at one point had the assist. Hutchinson in this game, 14th minutes. Jerry Kopak played a total of 12 minutes. Uh, that's it. You know, we're, t- we're trying. We're trying different things. The last two victories that I've mentioned were four-line systems, okay? We played four lines. It worked. It didn't work. You know, we had two victories with the the four-line system. Sunday, November 15th, 2020, we finished it with Strud, Outlaws. Six goals to our two. Again, the four-line system. We went with what was working. Strud Outlaws they have our number right they have maple ridges number they have beaten us in the preseason they've beaten us this far in the season i don't know what it is but man the strut outlaws they have our number they have our number um november 16th maple ridge mastodons take on their former uh a former maple cup champions the outlaw capitals a game three to two for the outlaw uh the outlaw capitals you know what? I mean, it wasn't an impressive game, right? Shots were decent for both teams. Penalties, we picked up one penalty. It was at the end of the third period in the 19th minute, four seconds. Uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Roschlick picked up a penalty, a minor for tripping, right? Three to two. You're looking at 25 shots for us, uh, 18 shots for, um, for Ottawa. You know what? 18 shots and they put up three goals. It wasn't a good night for uh, Lafayette. But it was close in shots. The game was tight. Ottawa started off with the, the goal. The only goal in the first period by Cheevers. We, Maple Ridge, come back in the second period. The only goal in the second period was a power play goal. Dana Bois scored, assisted by Dunk Gronsdale and uh, Patrice Chaplain. In the third period, Ottawa scores. We follow that with one of ours, Jerry Kopak, again, assisted by Willie Paris and Dana Bois. And uh, Ottawa closed it out with a goal in the, the late 13th minute to take it home. Um, you know, they played Keegan Day. Keegan Day put up a good save percentage on 0.920. I know we talked about bringing in talent, bringing in goalies. Uh, this is the issue. See, this is what we're talking about. We lose against, you know, we lost against the Ottawa Capitals, three to two. It's hard. It's hard today. Today, you know, I mean, it's hard today. It's no longer in the past. I would have been able to go on Twitter and say tonight we are we are playing such and such a team, right? We're playing, I don't know, the Kalawa Juicers, and it's a guaranteed win. Right? I wouldn't even check back until the next morning, walk in, look at the results. Bang, we won. Because it was a given. Every team we knew ahead of time, oh, this is a loss, this is going to be a win. Today, it's completely different. Today, it's hard to say 
who it is that's going to beat you or who you're going to beat. Because the, the team has changed so much. Not only our team, all the other guys. Everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone's changing players. Left, right, and center. Who's coming up from the farm? Who's getting sent down to the farm? That you no longer know who you're capable to beat. In the past, last season, season 40, we had the Ottawa Capitals number. Every time we played Ottawa Capitals, regardless that they went further than us in the, in the, in the playoffs last season. But last season, if you go back and check, we beat them. If not every single time, close to it. We have more victories against them than they have against us last season. This season, you know, they're beating us. Strut Outlaws, same thing. Last season, if you go back and check, season 40, I am pretty certain we've beaten them more than they've beaten us. And then this season comes around, preseason, they swept us. Uh, This season, we don't even come close to, like, catching a break against the guys. Last night was no different, right? Tuesday, November 17, 2020, we played the Kelowa Juicers. Kelowa 2, Maple Ridge 1. Again, this is a team that in the past was guaranteed wins. Uh, it's sad to say, you don't want to go, you, know, you don't want to say this about any other team. You don't want to say, oh, well, playing him, it's a, I don't want to say a joke, but it was pretty much a given that you would have beaten Kelowa. Last night, you're figuring, okay, we're trying something new. We need to snap this, these losses, and uh, that's it. We lost two to one. What did we do? Nothing. We went to three lines. Lafayette was in nets, seeing that he's considered to be our starting goalie. We popped Lafayette in nets. Uh, Kelowa had a total of 32 shots. Maple Ridge Mastodons a total of 32 shots. And I feel that our shots are evenly spread out. Maple Ridge Mastodons in the first period took 12 shots. In the second period, we took 9. And in the third period, we took 11 for a total of 32 shots. Kelowa was the same thing. 13 in the first, 10 in the second, 9 in the third. We started off the game strong at 9 minutes and 47 seconds. Doug Campandelli scores, assisted by Roschlick and Hickey. That was a power play goal. Then, second period, no goals. Third period comes around. The Kelowa Juicers scored at a minute 55 in the third and then at 15th minutes. At 15 minutes. It, it, we couldn't capitalize. The Kelowa Juicers in total had, had a total of five penalties. We only managed to get one power play goal. I mean, what, what is that, right? We're supposed to be, I don't know, like you, you figure. The talent on the team was supposed to be coming off strong. I mean, dude, it's it again. It boggles the mind. I don't know what the coaching staff is taking. I don't know if it's a general manager's decision that the coaching staff is just issuing, right? They're deciding who plays, who doesn't, based on the recommendation of the general manager. But clearly, you know, clearly Maple Ridge has to be a lot more active. If they were active, not only on the ice, but via trades pick some guys up off uh, off the free agency at this point you know what I mean like what's the worst thing that's gonna happen what we're gonna lose another game <laughs> what difference does it make at this point right but Maple Ridge has to be a lot more active on trades we have to be pursuing other teams uh, last episode episode 3 I kind of went on a rant when I was talking about bringing in Keegan Day how the Ottawa Capitals should trade off Keegan Day at his age you know, he's not exactly their starter anymore. It's been a 
it's been confirmed via text messages with uh, guys up in Ottawa, in the Ottawa Capitals uh, locker room, that Keegan Dade no longer has the full support of its general manager, and that the backup goalie, Welton Shelton, has been given, oh, there you go, has been given the starting position. Keegan Day comes in every now and then as, I don't want to say a backup, but just as an alternate, right? They put him in, they play him a couple games, and and it's a day-to-day, game-to-game basis. If he played good the night before, there's a good chance he's going to be starting the next time. But if the shots against and save percentages are a bit low or not to their standards, the guy is out, right? They bench him. But while we mentioned it and we talked about it, we got some feedback where people were reaching out to us saying, you know what, maybe Maple Ridge should reach out to Ottawa. All kidding aside, I could confirm that Maple Ridge Mastodons have reached out to the Ottawa Capitals about Keegan Day bringing in a cup winner, right? This is a former Maple Cup winner. But realistically speaking, our problem isn't bringing in a Maple Cup winning goalie because we're planning to win a cup. We need a goalie to his caliber, right? We need a Keegan Day goalie to block whatever hole we have in the goalie situation, right? We need him to clog that hole, hopefully for the remainder of the season, next season. That buys us enough time to go get a future starting goalie, right? All we're doing now is we have a rotating door. At this moment, we have a rotating door of goalies. Right? We have goalies coming in, doesn't work out, fired, bought out. They get regulated down to the farm just in hopes to fix that mess because the farm team is a, is a total disaster. We need a Keegan Day, and that's why we reached out to him. We know that Ottawa mentioned they're like, look, Keegan Day isn't like last season where Keegan Day was a no, like don't touch, right? There was no chance in hell last season you would have gotten Keegan Day. This season, they've they've made it pretty clear that, look, Keegan Day could be traded, but the asking price is going to be, you know, it's going to be pretty steep. As far as that said, that would make sense if we are looking to win a cup. But with the team that we have in front, it wouldn't be a team that we could win a cup with, right? We don't have that cup-winning team. So do we need a cup-winning goalie? Yes and no. If the price was right... You know, you figure a second round draft pick next season plus a backup goalie that they could mold into the Ottawa Capitals style of play. Fine. Something like that could be done. You know, we would be, we would jump at the chance to bring in a Keegan Day to block the hole. At least that's one situation taken care of. We could relax a bit more saying, look, win or lose, we know at least that Keegan Day is in nets. And we have a chance to win, right? If we lose, well, you know, who was in front, right? Like, who who caused us to lose that game? Sadly, the Ottawa Capitals aren't going to let Keegan Day go. And if they do, they ain't going to be cheap. So, Keegan Day is off, obviously, out of uh, out of the picture. Norm Ritala, who we thought we would have a good chance of, of getting him back into Maple Ridge, was traded off last night to the Strud Outlaws. Um... You know, now we, uh, the thing is, who else is there? Uh, at During the preseason or before preseason, we reached out to uh, the uh, restricted free agent, uh, Dane Dan McCarthy, right? 
We offered him a seven million seven year contract to bring him in as a restricted free agent, and we were willing to to compensate the Kalawa juicers for him. You know, a smart move on their part. Kalawa kept the rights, ate the contract, right? And there you go. This is his second win of the season, making 31 saves on 32 shots. So funny enough, the goalie that we wanted to build a team around, Dan McCarthy, was played against us last night and ends up getting the win. So it's it's something we got to consider. Um, there's a lot of good goalies out there, but there's also there's a lot of good goalies but there's not many goalies that we want okay we have a an idea in mind we know where we want to go we know what we want you know uh, another name thrown to the mix of starting goalies would will be from calgary right the calgary cyclone uh, cyclones are the calgary storms i should say sorry the calgary cyclones are the farm affiliate but the calgary storm have a goalie that we've wanted to bring into the maple ridge franchise and maple ridge administration for many seasons and this is going back from when he was playing with the vancouver titans and of course for any loyal thl fan you know i'm talking about ruben jutla jutla at 33 years old he's a he, I mean, this guy is stacked with awards. He's the, he's like another Keegan Day, right? He has the most valuable player of the playoffs, season 38. He has the Al Don- uh, Donaldson Award, season 38. The top goaltender for two seasons, in seasons 28 and 38. He has the most valuable player only one time. He got it in season 38. He has three all-star appearances, 35, 36, and then in season 38. This is a goalie that has been a thorn in Maple Ridge's side for so many seasons, starting after season 36 when we lost to Vancouver in the semifinals, right? Last season, uh, he had nine games played, six victories with uh, Vancouver, three losses, ends up being traded to uh, Calgary, sorry. This season... No, yeah, I mean, he ends up getting traded, sorry, to Pembroke Chargers last season. That's why, sorry, it threw me off a bit. So the Titans ended up trading him to Pembroke Chargers. From Pembroke last season, played 21 games, 9 wins, 9 losses, 2 ties. This season from Pembroke, he ended up getting traded to the Calgary Storm. 16 games, 10 victories, 5 losses, 1 tie. This will be the type of goalie we would want. Not because we're planning to win any cup, but that's the type of caliber of a goalie we need just to give us a season or two, three at most, to block the goalie situation, block the net, and give us apple time to find a starting goalie, right? To either trades, to drafting uh, prospects in the the next draft, or finding guys, uh, some hidden gem off the free agency. There's not many other goalies that we, we are too interested in. Yeah, the Saskatoon Spectres have one that last season we were interested in trading Norm Ritala for. Saskatoon's backup goalie, Turner Chibroff, Chib Chibarif, whatever his name is. Turner. Saskatoon Spectators, Spectres, their backup goalie. We uh, approached uh, their general manager and we were extremely interested in bringing him on. We're like, look, Norm Ritala 
truth be told, ain't working out. Nine games, nine, uh, nine victories, nine losses, whatever it was at that point in time. We reached out to Saskatoon. Again, trade talks were going on. It would have been like, okay, well, they would want Norm Ritala for such and such compensation. All right, okay, cool. It was left off that we're going to think about it. They were going to think about it. Never heard from them. And again, back to the drawing board. Uh, tonight, I could honestly say we're playing the Freeport Admirals, right? Freeport Admirals are the former Montreal Mayhem. Uh, switched it up to Freeport, Nova Scotia. What's interesting though tonight is we are going to run three lines. Okay, the same... Well, we're going to mix up the three-line system. This, I have it on good authority. Will Hickey is getting the start in the first line. All right? Will Hickey is getting first line center spot. Uh, that's actually good news. Seeing that, you know, he's active. He's pushing. He's hungry. We're hoping that's what it's going to take to get us that victory tonight. Who else is starting? Well, backup goalie Tyler Scar is going to be getting the start in nets tonight as Lafayette has already played six games. We don't want to fit, get him through, like too fatigued. We don't want to push him to seven games and risk getting a fatigue-related injury where then we have to worry about who's going to be playing backup. So Lafayette is out. Tyler Scar is getting the, sta- uh, the start tonight. Alphonse Servi is being put in uh, as backup goalie. And uh, those are really the minor changes. But we're feeling that these minor changes are going to be the ones that give that big change. We're going to see if any of these changes are going to make that difference. So tonight, I'm proud to say, Will Hickey is getting the start on the first line. We're going to see if he's able to carry in that experience to the second, uh, to a, well, to the first line. And we hope it could continue maybe until tomorrow night. And Tyler Scar, 23 years old extremely intelligent extremely active let's hope tonight he is the kryptonite to the freeport uh, to the freeport team so hopefully tomorrow when you guys check in on twitter at maple mastodons or you hit up the tjhl website you will see a victory under the maple ridge mastodon column all right guys let's see what else there is to talk about but other than this as depressing as it is, guys, it's a beautiful day again. To be alive, it's a beautiful day in British Columbia, Maple Ridge, November 18th, Wednesday uh, for the 2020. Hopefully, things clear up, right? Weather stays nice. Hopefully, the sun stays out and stays bright. And our luck turns around. For all our fans, thank you for the support. And uh, stay tuned. We have a sneak peek to a new little i don't know a new little segment that we would like to try out so here's our friend in are you ready yeah all right he gave me the thumbs up so here's our boy steve in the news booth good morning i'm steve nash and this is the nasty news A man in Hudson, Quebec, was fined $850 this week for driving his car over a biking-only bridge. The man said he was distracted while receiving fellatio from his girlfriend, which led him to lose control of the car. Police said it would have been a lot worse had he had been rear-ended. The man hopes that this story will blow over, but let's face it, nothing happens in Hudson, 
and the media will swallow every drop of this one. Former Houston Astros manager A.J. Hinch, who was fired after the league found out he used signs in order to help the Astros win the World Series, is now the manager of the Detroit Tigers. The league said it is the best fit for the manager, as it is the closest resemblance to a cheetah. And with that, it brings us to our nasty zinger. That's right, we want the smoke. And finally, former adult film star Ron Jeremy will now face more rape charges and faces up to 330 years in prison. His defense lawyer says that the case should be pulled out, but the judge thinks he should stay in prison until he's fully stiff. Jeremy asked if he could have a piano in his cell to play, which was very quickly denied, yet the showers are now looking for a new organist. I'm Steve Nash, and this has been the Nashty News. For the papers. I'm sorry, I forgot the papers. All right, you forgot the papers. Good thing you found them at the end. Thank you, Steve, for the news. All right, keep us posted. And on any further breaking news coming out of Canada. All right, buddy. All right, gentlemen. All right, everybody. Just to sum it up, Maple Ridge Mastodons, we're in a crisis mode. We don't have much going on for us. We don't have much to brag about. But one thing we do have is heart. And Maple Ridge Warriors, hashtag Maple Ridge Warriors. Get on Twitter, hashtag Maple Ridge Warriors, Maple Ridge Proud. And don't forget to always at Maple Mastodons. So tonight, we are taking on the Freeport Admirals as we look to end our losing streak. Maple Ridge Mastodons, Freeport Admirals, tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't miss it. Check in on Twitter. Check on the TJHL website. Thank you. Catch you next time.